0: Welcome to the Therapist to Coach podcast. I'm Sachiko Cohen, a life coach and a former therapist. What if coaching is not a watered-down version of therapy and you can make a deeper impact on your clients' lives through coaching? And what if you have everything you need to become a successful coach today? I'm here to help you to become a badass coach to create the lifestyle and income you deserve. Listen on to find out how.
1: Hi Lori, how are you? Hey Satrika,
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Yeah, thanks
2: for having
1: me yeah so you're also i've been interviewing therapists who um started coaching and having their coaching business so i would like to hear about your story too and how you maybe we can start out if you can tell us about your maybe like origin story
2: <laughs> how did yeah. you get into
1: the mental health field Became a therapist.
2: And um, yeah, what do you do or you did as a therapist? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'll actually go a little bit personal if that's okay right off Yeah, of, of
1: course, <laughs> I love that, <laughs> I love that.
2: Um, so when I was young, my father passed in an accident and I experienced a lot of grief and loss, obviously with that and I didn't really address those feelings when I was young. Um, He died when I was 10. And then when I was a teenager, I had a lot of big feelings that I needed to work through and a lot of um, emotions that uh, were just kind of taking over me. So I ended up, my mom got me into therapy. I was that resistant client, you know, I didn't (laughs) want to go. And Mm -hmm. I was, I, I would say I was a little bit re- rebellious, but like when I work, cause now I work with very rebellious kids. I was nothing like that. But in my <laughs> mind at the time I was, you know, pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I had a really good experience with therapy when I was a teenager and just learning how to face very hard feelings. And so I ended up when I went to college, um, I was, and um, undecided for a while. I wasn't sure, um, but I went into family studies, human services, and and then ultimately got my master's in social work because I decided I wanted to be a clinician, and I had a passion for working with kids, and just seeing kids who have been through such trauma and difficult situations and um, families who were struggling that I am I, um, worked in psychiatric hospital for 10 years at crittenton psychiatric hospital in kansas city and then i ended up um, so i worked in residential and the hospital unit and got a lot of great experience there and working with families and doing the various therapies and things both short-term and long-term and then i currently work in a school as a behavior therapist in the school setting for day treatment for kids that have intensive behavior issues. So yeah, that's been my journey in in the mental health field. And so I work a lot with students now and the staff on mindfulness and self-care and self-regulation and that sort of thing. So I just feel very blessed to have had a, a profession that I feel so passionate about it's like got such a deep meaning for me so um, yeah that's where it all started
1: yeah and now you also have coaching business right yeah 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 how did the coaching came into your life your career your vision
2: yeah I don't think I knew much about coaching you know it was just one of those things where I was interested in the mental health piece, obviously, and I had been in that world. And then um, in 2007, I decided to get certified as a life coach. I started um, researching it a little bit because I had worked with children and families for a long time. And what I noticed was um, just as women, that the challenges that we faced, and it wasn't the severe and persistently mentally ill population that I was working with or the very intensive trauma work but people were struggling and suffering right. and i just got really curious about those solutions mm-hmm. you know and how to um promote well-being and self-care um just for myself even you know i was just yeah. really curious yeah. <laughs> how to feel better and as a helper i you know kind of just thought well, I should say as a social worker, you know, um, you kind of think, okay, I'll get my certification. I'll hang my shingle and I'll just become a life coach. And it wasn't like that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, a little, and so I took a long pause after I got certified.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, um, so yeah, I just kind of started to dabble in it a little bit and then I got really interested in helping, Um, people outside of my profession professional space Uh Um, just kind of being a sounding board for people and um, brainstorming and problem solving for the things that come up for them so I got really curious about well-being and self-care on a deeper level Mm -hmm. just for staff Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and, and myself
1: yeah and when you work in school setting not only you're working with children with behavior issues or mental illnesses but also People around them right parents and, and teachers and and you yeah. know you need to be able to to help them help the kids as
2: well right right yeah yeah I just felt like it was such an intensive work environment mm-hmm. and I was putting so much pressure on myself to you know solve all these problems I guess you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like so intense and then I would see the stress of the staff yeah. and the people around me and you know the pressure is intense to try and help that population and then of course when you're in that environment you know there's a lot of yelling and screaming and restraints and spitting yeah. and you know it's it's really intense. <laughs> yeah I worked in a
1: similar setting at in the oh, yeah public okay. school for six years yeah so yeah like really uh, and I think as a therapist you're the you're the expert so you feel like you know you're responsible for maybe you know the hero change and everything on you but I think really like how to really work as a team is is huge but at the same time everybody's human everybody gets triggered
2: (laughs) yeah everybody
1: gets stressed and everybody gets burnt out and you know Uh, It's very intense intense environment so I think that is also you know your passion right when it comes to um, coaching so that's where you kind of started but who do you serve and help right now in your
2: coaching business yeah um, it's work in progress as far as learning um, who I'm speaking to directly but I know that I've been most successful in working with um, helping professionals in in beating the burnout, you know, and and yeah. learning how to have self care for themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, we're really good at helpers as helpers, I should say, to hold space um, and offer solutions and strategies for other people. And then I find that we're, you know, hanging on by a thread or putting ourselves on the back burner and then we don't have we're not making space for ourselves and we know it we we would tell another mother or another person that we're serving you know you got to put your face mask on first you know yeah kind of a thing
1: we know all that living, in our head yeah. but
2: <laughs> right yeah. it's like you feel a little bit like a hypocrite, like oh I'm gonna say this out loud, but I don't think I'm doing it and uh-huh. so yeah, I got real curious for myself mm-hmm. um, to try and really um model mm-hmm. what was possible because I was like these, these are very chaotic times, yeah, very um chaotic environment yeah and and for me personally, um, you know, my daughter was born with a rare di- genetic disorder and that was an, a whole nother layer of stress that I wasn't really prepared for. And after she was born and I start, I kind of kept up with some of my bad habits, you know, like scraping by as far as self-care goes and just mm-hmm. trying to push, push, push. And then I just didn't like the way that felt. Yeah. And I didn't like the way, um, you know, some of the choices I was making, and it just felt like I was barely hanging on, on the verge of tears all the time, you know, just really way stressed out and worried about her, and I was like, you know, if I'm going to change, I got to do, I got to walk my talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and I think a lot of us, I think because of our life experiences, we are drawn to this helping profession, you know, as a Mm -hmm. therapist or social worker, and that's kind of like, are drawn into at the beginning and then we do experience life we have you know life challenges like you know these day-to-day life happens yeah and then that's when we are like oh my gosh I need some sort of help or you know something and that's you know we a lot of us discover coaching and fall in love with it mm-hmm. right I, I I don't know um yeah I'm curious your experience how it was when you first discovered coaching and not only learning how to coach, but because you say you went to certification, but actually for transformation, how did that kind of happen for you?
2: I love that you asked that because I could easily see us skimming over that because I said I got certified in 2007, which honestly, I don't remember. That's bad to say, but... (laughs) Like, I just thought, oh, I'll just get another certification and that'll be, you know, the next thing. Yeah. um, So, yeah, I, I learned about the Life Coach School podcast. Mm -hmm. I started listening to that. And because I was just in that space with my daughter and with work and with having the dream of being self-employed. I just felt like, where am I going to put my energy here? You know, like, how do I tie this all together and have Mm -hmm. a sense of peace? Because otherwise it's not going to be worth it. I'm not going to work myself to the bone and kill myself for a dream and lose out on my family life, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I just needed a way to kind of cut the noise, you know? So I started listening to the Life Coach School podcast. I joined Scholars Uh, self-coaching scholars and I just my life was changed I couldn't believe (laughs) like as a therapist I didn't know this stuff I was like I knew cognitive behavioral therapy but hold on wait a second like I really started to understand it on a different level because I was listening from a different place you know yeah I was listening for myself because I really believe that as helpers, we need to have, like, I I always said, I kind of did it backwards. I should have got a life coach first instead of buying all these programs, you know, to learn how to build a business when I wasn't ready to build a business, you know? Lori, <laughs> you're like,
1: your life is like exactly the same as mine. <laughs> Exactly Why think? Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, journey, because it's just like, oh my gosh, like I bought a lot of programs and courses. Yeah. And I was just talking about that I, somewhere or my post, but, and all that money and effort and, and time, right? We, you know, because I, I'm a good student. I do take yes. you know, courses seriously, but then like at the end, it didn't really help me get to where mm-hmm. I wanted to be and then i actually discovered life coaching school um i not i didn't go to the school but uh scholars i i joined yeah (laughs) for over a year and that changed my life like and exactly that's how i felt i should know this i'm a therapist i you know cbt is like i use it every day i have you know i know all this and why how she explains it is so like, so I don't know how to explain it. Like, right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a magic, right. And magic apply it to our lives. And I think that's, that's another thing. And I, I really love your niche and your intention and passion behind it because yes, we know the model. We know the CBT. We never thought of using it on ourselves to day right. i think right. you know and that's what the you know really applying the coaching to ourselves like on ourselves yeah and really helping ourselves to be as well as we can be so that we can help others
2: and right. yeah i definitely oh. feel <laughs> exactly yeah, this is interesting way. yeah like, wow No, that's exactly what it was. I, I just, and I, I was so present for it. I, I, I wasn't listening from a place of how do I learn to be a coach to coach someone else? I was just like, I want, I want to feel better. That's it. (laughs) I want to feel better. I want to get out of my own way. I want to have my own back. I want to, I want to live with peace, you know, and not put on this facade where I was just kind of keeping up I wanted to truly be calm from the inside out and yeah it was life-changing and it's life-changing to to really understand and apply
1: that model of Brooke Castillo that's what we're talking about (laughs) and those of you don't yeah Uh, Brooke, Brooke Castillo's model which I also did a training the other day in my Facebook group um But that's what I use every day. And I think that's what you use, Lori, in your coaching as well. But that model is so life-changing that once I learned it for myself and I I saw myself transforming and my life just like, you know, just like so many levels different, right, from the beginning. So that's when I was like, I have to teach everybody, like, you know, (laughs) this model, like everybody in this world should learn this because, it's just you know yeah life changing um, model that works for anybody everybody anywhere
2: yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it, it's um I know as a therapist I would put pressure on myself to fix things and I I was a young therapist you know obviously when I started and I was always remembered like feeling intimidated like oh gosh what answers do I have what solutions can I throw at this, you know, and it's like it's just different because yes, in the therapy, and of course we're all trained in different modalities and whatnot, I was solution focused. So I always felt like I kind of had um the coaching direction because um the the way solution focused therapy is and then CBT I always felt like I kind of had an understanding of that. But yeah, I just felt like I the pressure to deliver you know, and have all these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of things to offer and worksheets and homework and strategies. And it's like, it's very simple. Like, let's just keep it simple and do one thing like super well and nail (laughs) your
1: life. I think that's the key to, like when you said earlier about like, oh, I got certified and I thought I'm just going to start getting clients and, you know, I'm going to be a business you know, a successful business person doing coaching, and it wasn't like that, and I think, yeah. I, you know, I, I thought the same thing about my business, but also about this model, like, I should know this, and I'm like, now I know it, but it took time to practice, and really master it, like, right. without my own coaches helping me um, really use it, I don't think, like, at first, like, for six months, like, I was doing it Wrong. Like I, I was like, how come this doesn't work? Because <laughs> 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 like it takes time to really, really understand how to apply it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's such an amazing tool. And then just um the just the emphasis on self care in the coaching community is just this high caliber, this high standard that that coaches hold for themselves. And I feel like. I know in the social work profession, it's like, of course, we're going to throw money at our continuing ed, but it's always client focused. It's like, yeah, how are you going to treat treat them, fix them, da da da, and um, yeah, I mean, you just have to be very strategic about it. And now I I just hear continuing ed differently. You know, I it's because I think differently now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but at the time when I'm sitting in a CEU, it's like always client focused. Yeah. And I do wish I would have known then what I know now, you know, or just that the profession would, you know, we talk about self-care, but it's in this very superficial kind of way. Right. It's Everybody not as
1: deep. talks about self-care being a manicure, pedicure, massage, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then
2: like take a walk, and I'm like no, <laughs> right? No, yeah. 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 It, it just gives it a bad name, you know. Like yeah. it makes it sound um, yeah superficial, and and it's just it's more distraction versus um, actually solving. You yeah. know, it's like and kind I, of escape. I,
1: yeah i think that's a great point where i feel like and people a lot of us believe that self-care and then do it and then you don't feel good or if you feel good for just like a little bit and then like you go back right back into where you were and you feel let down and you feel like it doesn't worth it anyways you know it doesn't really it's not worth it anyways because it doesn't work or last long anyways so then you stop really Taking care of yourself, and, and I think you know you um, also mentioned like well I think differently now, right? Yeah, and like that's the beauty of like when you think differently, you're a different person. Yeah, 100%. and that's how self care works too. Like when you are in this like burnt out mode with certain mindset and thinking about certain things a certain way, when you thinking differently you become a different person you you get energized you get you know you get motivation you get inspiration all that
2: oh yeah yeah I think yeah just speaking the language with the helpers you know because I've lived it is just easy for me because I know um, what some of our thought processes are you know just it's about serving and, and it's about you know, um, having meaning in our profession and, um, finding, you know, like I said in the beginning, like I feel very blessed to have found a profession that I feel so connected with, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I was mad at myself for not loving it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it felt weird. It was like, I love this work. What's happening to me? You know, it was like, but, But you're also a human being and there's only so many F-bombs you can listen to and, and, you know, hits you can take during the course of a day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and, and and I know like, you know, and I think about the nurses right now and what they're going through and the pressure to keep themselves healthy and their patients healthy. And like one of my clients, you know, just stress about talking about the, 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 the hospital, you know, just the environment is high, is is so tense right now. So yeah, I just think it's um, a double-edged sword sometimes and we have to take an extra layer of help for ourselves, take that extra step to really understand ourselves at a deeper level to be able to, to not get sucked in, you know, and then like, you know, end up hating our work because no human being can take all of that without doing proper self-care.
1: Right. And no therapist or social worker or helpers who goes into helping profession come into the profession with no passion. Like everybody comes in with huge passion to save and help and, you know, people, right? Because it's not easy to be in this profession. We have to really jump you know, through the hoops and, and get licensed and it takes so many hours and years and you know, all that stuff to get yeah. here. So but along the way a lot of us lose that, right? The original fire because it, it gets tough, you know. Yeah. And I think both you and I are, you know, in a different way, we're helping them to kind of bring that fire back into their Yeah. Career and profession.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and the thing about being a therapist and being a coach, it's like such a blessing in that regard too, because you come, you just figure out how to use your tools that much more powerfully. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I could just funnel these in effortlessly, like you know, and then I I come up with my own intellectual property, and it's exciting because it's like I've been rejuvenated, Mm -hmm. you know, and I get this this next chapter for myself of doing this work but it's just i've gotten a, a recharge you Yeah, know? yeah i so, totally
1: feel that like you know my friends and people who know me how much i do like produce or do in a day because i have a lot you know i have kids and all that stuff but i don't feel it because yeah. you know like this interview like you know um you're saying like, maybe we can reschedule, you know, if it was a busy day, but no, it was a busy day. But I, after, you know, this I'm recharged, I'm energized. I love, you know, this work. So yeah, it's so much fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I stay up so late because that's when the kids go to bed Uh and I'm like, Oh yes. Like soak it in. Coaching is like (laughs) the best stuff to soak in you know like I'll watch a session I'll listen to my podcast I just like well and I used to have a 45 minute commute before COVID and I Mm -hmm. haven't had that in a while so I haven't had my alone time Mm -hmm. um you know my kids just turned four and six so you know it's a little bit crazy around here sometimes so I do you know cherish that quiet time too but it's so true like once you find that fire again, there's just, you'll remember what it felt like to go into the profession, you know, and that, that was a really good feeling, you know, like, and then just, I loved like being in the school setting, being able to share with the teachers and the staff, um, these tools and doing, you know, just mindfulness and coaching and, you know, them being, my guinea pigs and not even knowing it <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure they're, they're loving like, the, the results they get from yeah. it
2: <laughs> what's Lori doing to us like I, I got so much pushback on mindfulness they're like oh god Lori's making us do mindfulness I'm like I, I can't wait to tell a story I actually have to ask one of my colleagues he was the uh-huh. biggest naysayer about it hated every minute of it just you know making fun and now he's on the call map all the time. Oh my gosh. He's yeah. Like the biggest advocate for mindfulness. And um, you know, I talked to him about coaching and thought work and all this stuff. And he's just like high on life. And I'm just so proud of him. You know, he's just made made such a transformation himself. And that's been fun because, you know, I could have easily pulled back on some of that stuff at work you know but I just was so passionate about the the resources and the tools I I, there's no stopping you you know
1: and you pulled your magic that's why (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. you couldn't help but be transformed yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and isn't it also like so fulfilling and fun too when you see your clients just Transform in front of your eyes. You know, we've been yeah. doing a lot of peer coaching too. But like, when aha moment, like when the light bulb goes on, I'm like, oh my god, you're so good. You know, mm-hmm. being in that process and journey with the other person. You know,
2: right. And I think like a lot of my clients have come from being in therapy, and it's just a, um, a slower pace. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, I you can kind of just tell who's needing the therapy and who's ready for the coaching and i a lot of times people think that's the only option there is and i totally value therapy 100 mm-hmm. percent. i mean anybody that's gonna seek mental health and care for their well-being i'm all on board for that yeah. but when you think that when you think that um therapy is your only option because i'll hear people say well I don't know, maybe I should go to therapy. It's like I want the world to know that coaching's available. Right. You know, that if you don't have a lot of deep trauma and a lot of impact on your functioning, mm-hmm. you know, um, you very well may be better suited for coaching because it's very future focused. It's very um you know, focused on your strengths and your abilities and your resources and Um, you know, so the look and feel of it is different. Like when a couple of my clients, one in particular that I'm thinking of, she was like, I don't want to go to therapy and talk about my dad, you know, (laughs) like there's nothing going on there, you know, or my, my family. And, you know, she's a 40, 45 year old woman and some people do need to do that. And there's so much value in that. Yeah. Um, but some people, you know, so she was just kind of shell shocked herself at what the conversations looked like from a therapy conversation compared to a coaching conversation. So I just like the exposure, teaching people that you have options available to you. And as a therapist becoming a coach, I think your learning curve is like way quicker.
1: Right. And I I, start going. Oh, yes. Yes, and I want to I wanna ask you this question because I'm kind of, like, touching on that, but, like, when you were first exposed to coaching or coaches, what was your thought about them as a therapist at the time?
2: Um, what was my thought about um, coaches?
1: Yeah, coaches and coaching industry.
2: I definitely went into it skeptical. Yeah. Like... I don't know if they're going to know what I know, but let's, <laughs> let's see what happens here. You know, yeah. like, go ahead try to, you know, fix me. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I have a really open mind about it, but yeah. it is interesting because you know that there's not a um, governing body, if you will. And yeah. the, the, I was very particular about who I wanted to be to learn from and coach with, you know, so I did my research, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a interesting journey, you know, to go into that knowing that you don't know who your, you know, what their qualifications are. I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people like our society is set up to feel like you've earned the right to be in that seat to help me. Yeah. And so I feel, um, yeah, as a as a therapist, it's like you have a little bit more of a judgment on that yeah. than the average person. Especially because I think we are bound by those, you know,
1: very strict, you know, expectations yeah. and you know, qualifications and stuff. So like when we look at the other, like the other what do you call side of the fence or you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. mm, I don't know about that. And you know, that was my my initial thought too. Yeah. And I, of course, you know, there are like so many variation of the coaches, different types yeah. of coaching as well, but also therapists too. There are so many different, you know, um, kinds of therapists as well. But, you know, I was thinking going back to your point about there are people who may benefit from coaching instead of therapy or vice versa. Yeah, Like when I first kind of like got into this coaching world actually my world expanded like when it comes to healing and also like personal development and healing work yeah there are tons out there like there are like reiki people there are like you know uh very spiritual side of things like there are tons out there who do who Work for that kind of like a same goal, like same, you know, effect and impact on the world and the people. We just we just call it differently and we do things a little differently to meet each different people. I think you know, and coaching is just one of them, and therapy is just one of them. There are so many others Mm -hmm. too, and we don't. You know, we we live in a society where we kind of have to label ourselves or label what we do, especially therapists, because there's a regulation around right. it. But I think essentially, like what we were saying about going back to that passion, like the yeah. passion and the fire that we want to help and we want to make this world better place, you right. know, for us and for the next generations. And why and I think finding peace in each person that we work with. I think that's kind of universal.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And I find that my, even though I said my thinking changed, like the essence of who I am and and what I'm about and how I operate is similar. The Mm -hmm. the pillars, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are the same but they're just more polished and I'm more confident and I'm more in integrity than ever before from having experienced coaching. So it's like, it doesn't take away who you are, the essence of who you are and what you're about. Like it just puts this beautiful spin on your unique contribution to the world, you know?
1: Yeah, oh that's beautiful. I love that. I love that yeah that definition.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
1: This was yeah. fun, Laurie.
2: Yeah, to <laughs> I'm So this so fun.
1: Yes. Yeah. We can talk forever, but um let me ask you where we can find you so that we can learn a little bit more about what you do and what you offer.
2: Yeah. So I'm, um, building a group on Facebook. It's divas bounce back from burnout, I think is exactly how I have it worded, but divas bounce back from burnout. And then, um, my website is divaswithdrive.com. And, uh, if anybody wants to write me directly, I'm at Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E at divaswithdrive.com.
1: Awesome. I'm
2: gonna make
1: sure that those
2: are in my show notes great okay that was awesome thank you laurie thank you for having me so fun i mean (laughs) you know us therapists gotta hang together and learn about all ways to help you know because there's just so many resources out there and this is great work so love to be connected with you thank you thank you
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to geek out on coaching and amazing lifestyle and businesses we are building, come and join my Facebook group called The Therapist to Coach. And if you're really curious to find out what your first steps are to start getting coaching clients, contact me at hello at satchikocohen.com. H-E-L-L-O at S-A-C-H-I-K-O-C-O-H-E-N dot com. We can set up a free consultation call and find out exactly what your next steps are.